Hi, I'm Ruth Schwenk, and I'm so thrilled you're listening in with us at Root Like Faith. It is our deepest desire to encourage and equip men and women to be rooted in God's Word, transformed by the love of Jesus, and moved by His mission in the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is more important. We are back. We're back with a brand new season. I know. It feels like forever. Well, we were supposed to do a Christmas series. That didn't work out so well. Just everything sort of came undone there. Middle of November, sickness hit our house Mm -hmm. and took over for about six weeks. And so it just is nice to be back and to be alive and healthy and (laughs) well, we were well, we were good for Christmas though. Like (laughs) we were just in time for Christmas. Just in time, fortunately. But we missed our Christmas series, and that's okay because we are back with a brand new season. This is season three. We're so excited, and we are kicking off season three with a new series called the Uns stuck spiritual life. So on today's episode of Root Like Faith, we are talking about those seasons when we feel stuck and why it's so important to understand the Christian life as a journey. And listen, I think we've all felt stuck. I mean, we wouldn't be being honest, I don't think, if we didn't say we haven't all felt stuck. And, you know, we can't always ride that spiritual high you have after a retreat, you know, like go to... If only we could stay there, right? (laughs) Like you go to a retreat and you're like, yes, you know, this is Well, just like in the morning, you know, like you get up and you... Well, that's true. You turn the light on and light the candles and... You know, make a hot cup of coffee and you turn on some instrumental George Winston. Or who, who is it? The, David, David, David Nauvoo. Nauvoo. I don't know if that's Nauvoo, how you Nauvoo, say Nauvoo. it. Nouveau, I don't know. Nauvoo. You know, and then you, and then, yeah, but, and then it's, and then life, life happens, you know, right. you get done praying and reading your Bible and you start sinning. Right. <laughs> exactly. So it isn't just the retreat high. I mean, I'd no, say it's, it, not. it's like the devotional high. You're like ready for the day and then I get you're not. stuck every day. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. But you know, I think we would, we wouldn't be being honest if we didn't say that we don't all feel stuck. And I think I, we want to say that because it's normal. It's normal to feel stuck. It's not necessarily a bad thing. And we're going to talk about that today. And feeling stuck can actually be an invitation. Absolutely. You know, just to sort of back up a minute. I mean, when you think about First of all, what we were created for, I think it's so important to start there that, that we bear the imprint of God's image. I mean, we were mm, made to be in yeah. relationship with him. And, you know, the, the, the scriptures talk about, you know, in very kind of romantic ways that, that God desires us. You know, you think about the way God describes his relationship uh, with Israel in the Old Testament and the church in the New Testament. I mean, he describes that relationship in spousal terms that, mm. that um, you know, very, uh, you know, the language of desire, that, that God desires a relationship with us, that we were created for that relationship. We were created to know him and to love him and to walk with him. And of course, you know, sin interrupts that. Um, uh, you know, we, we live in a world that, that values very different things. We have a spiritual adversary who works against that. So there's mm-hmm. all of these things that are working against that relationship that we were created for, that, that communion with God, that friendship with God. And so, you know, as we think about then the Christian life, this lifelong journey of trust, uh, of following Jesus, walking with him, listening to him, being uh, transformed into his image, um, we're going to get stuck along the way. Yeah. And and as you were saying, you know, that's a normal part of the Christian life. I think the challenge for many of us is to think that when we get stuck, there's something wrong with us. And and we're going to talk about, you know, ways or reasons why we get stuck. And some of those, you know, we, we definitely need to pay attention to. But the reality is, is it's more concerning if we're not getting stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, that getting stuck is the evidence that the Holy Spirit's up to something in our life, that, that he is um, pressing in on us or, or pressuring us, if you will, for lack of a better word, uh, to go deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we are uh, in a place or a set of circumstances or a season 
um, where God wants to do something new. He wants to mm-hmm. do something different. And so getting stuck is actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an invitation by God uh, to go deeper with him, to open up to more of his love, more of his grace, and more of his truth. Mm, I love that so much. And, you know, when we talk about getting stuck, it would imply then that there should always be this progress or forward movement of some sort. And so I think we we should talk about that a little bit because... I don't know. Is it normal to be making progress? Biblically, does it tell us that we should be making progress? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think yeah, the reality is that, that you know, I think we probably all know already that, you know, if we're not moving closer to Christ, then we're usually moving away from him, that there's not really mm-hmm. sort of this neutral mm-hmm. um, in the Christian life. And you know, I think about, you know, I, I guess there's probably a lot of places we could point to in the scriptures that would indicate that, you know, this you know, walk with God is really um, marked by progress. You know, I think about first Corinthians chapter one, verse two, for example, where Paul's writing to this church, that's really, um, you know, pretty messed up. They're, they're, mm. they're pretty, uh, um, you know, dysfunctional if you will. And so if you're listening and you, and you think, boy, my church is really messed up. You should just read first Corinthians. You'll feel <laughs> much better uh, about your pastor and about the church. Um, I'm mm. sure. But Paul was writing to this group of Christians that were dealing with all sorts of issues. Mm-hmm. And he says to them, to the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be his holy people. And so on the one hand, Paul's writing to this people that, that are struggling with sin. There's division, mm-hmm. all sorts of things. And he calls them holy ones. You know, they, mm. they've been set apart. They've been sanctified by Christ's life and his death and his resurrection. But they've also been called to be holy. They, they've been called to live up to what is already true of them. And so in the Christian life, you see both of those things. You know, we've been made holy. Um, we really have been declared righteous um, by God the Father through our faith in Jesus. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. He lives inside of us. He's changing us from the inside out. But there's also this call to become holy, uh, mm-hmm. to pursue righteousness, to walk in obedience. You know, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14 is another good example of that. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the mm. Lord. And so I think, you know, again, we could point to all sorts of examples. Jesus's invitation to come follow him, um, again, is a picture of this lifelong journey, this movement away from self and towards God and towards others. Mm-hmm. And so there ought to be, I think, um, great progress happening, even if it's happening slowly, even if it's happening over the course of time. It's God's work. We're not doing it in our own effort, and our own strength, but it's a work of God's grace through the power of his spirit. Um, but there ought to be this progress. There ought to be hunger for righteousness. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And, and maybe there are some that are listening. They're going, I don't really feel hungry. Uh, mm, to know God yeah. or, or to grow. And, and so really a simple way to begin maybe today is just say, God, give me a hunger um, to want to be righteous, to, to thirst after the things of your kingdom. And so I want to want those things mm-hmm. because right now I don't. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, this invitation to go deeper and like this lifelong journey where we are becoming holier, it sounds so lovely <laughs> and to be honest, a lot of times in the middle of that, you don't feel like that at all. Like you feel like it's dry, a wasteland, if you will, which is kind of a strong term. But sometimes it feels like that. You don't necessarily feel like you're making progress, but God is up to something. And I think if we can just be consistent and continue to persevere and continue to seek him through that, there is the other side of it, right? The, the wasteland will start to flower and we will start to feel 
um, God's presence again. And so I think, you know, I love, I love that living up to what is already true of us. I mean, what a great example from first Corinthians where we see that the church of Cor- in Corinth, they're called, they're sanctified, but then he's calling them to be holy. So it's like they were holy, but you, you can be holier. Right. I just love that. That's such well, and a and great example. That, you know, oftentimes we think about, you know, holiness, like, you know, it's like trying to avoid poison ivy, you right. know, a church camp, like it's something terrible. And, and the reality is, is that, that walking in holiness, walking in obedience is, is God's gift to us. I mean, we're mm. sharing in the life that, that he has between the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. And so, you know, to pursue righteousness, to pursue holiness, to pursue obedience is, is really God's gift. It's his invitation mm-hmm. um, to share in his life. Uh, we become divine partakers mm-hmm. or, or partakers in the divine nature, excuse me, you know, according to Second Peter chapter 1. And so this idea of becoming holy, becoming more righteous is not a bad thing. It's God's gift to us. And we, we experience the, the fruit of that because, again, we were made to be in relationship with God. Uh, we were made to walk with him. And so as we, we do that, as we experience that, as he draws close to us and gives us the grace, you know, um, to be changed and to grow, to, to respond, um, then, yeah, we're, we're enjoying mm-hmm. the, the fruit of that. And, and I think the challenge for us is not to, you know, I think focus on necessarily where we're at. Uh, but to keep our eyes on Jesus, he's the one that bears the fruit in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, John 15 says that, you know, I mean, he says, if you abide in me, um, you'll, you'll bear much fruit. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we can't uh, bear fruit apart from him. And so we, we want to keep our eyes first and foremost on Jesus and, and walk with him and desire to know him. And, and he'll do that work, you know, in us and through mm-hmm. us. But what a gift. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, we are his disciples and as a disciple, we are learners and we're students. And I think, again, there that would show us that we there is progress. Again, even in the times you don't feel like it, there is progress. I, I wasn't a very good student in, in school, <laughs> so maybe that's a bad example. Honey. <laughs> but it is. You're right. I mean, that, that language of disciple is just that, that, you know, in the Gospels, the word disciple means, you know, apprentice. It means learner. It means mm, student. Yeah. And so to, to follow Jesus is to learn from him and learn to be like him. It's, it's to take on his ways and his values and to live in God's kingdom like he does. And so there, there is that, um, that learning process, that, that lifelong you know, journey and learning process where we're trying to live life the way that we were created to. Mm-hmm. And as a student, we're, we're really reorienting our entire life around the person of Jesus and what it looks like to live under God's reign and God's rule. And uh, that's not something that happens overnight or in a week or even in a year. Um, but it happens, again, by God's grace as we just continue to walk with him and, um, uh, again, open our hearts and our minds to more and more of, of his uh, grace and his truth and, and his mm-hmm. love. Yeah. And if you've been listening to this podcast, this is something we talk about often, you know, that this is this is over a lifetime. Um, we grow closer to God over a lifetime. And sometimes we want it all right now but it takes a long, long time. And it's step by step. It's persevering. It's being faithful. It's continuing to go to him in prayer and in learning and in your devotions and everything. It's a, it's a step by step journey throughout your life. I think that that's one of the things that, you know, again, kind of coming back to today's theme, this idea of the unstuck spiritual life, something we'll be talking about over the next couple episodes. Um, you know, that, that, you know, being stuck is not a bad thing. And I think sometimes we, we need to be corrected by the scriptures and, and of course, you know, men and women that have come before us throughout church history, that the spiritual life is not marked by like just one high after another. I think sometimes we just think that, 
that following Jesus is is going to be easy or that it ought to feel like that that retreat over and over again. Mm -hmm. And I think when you look at the scriptures, the men and women that were faithful to God, that walked with him, that God used, or you read church history, you read some of the the lives of, of the saints, these men and women who live lives of heroic virtue. I mean, they lived lives that were marked by great struggle, um, mm-hmm. great challenges, and they left behind writings, diaries that, that you know, tell us that they went through seasons that um, were incredibly dry. They had mm-hmm. a difficult time hearing God's voice. Uh, they didn't feel his presence. Uh, they didn't understand what he was up to. Uh, they suffered greatly. And so I think that it's really, really important for us as we think about what it means to be a Christian, what it means to be a disciple, to remember that, again, being stuck is is a normal part of the Christian life. It's a necessary part of the Christian life because, again, being stuck is really an opportunity for us that that we need to see as God, his, his invitation mm-hmm. uh, to draw closer, to draw deeper. In, in, in another week or so, we're going to be talking about those different stages and, um, and what those look like. But, again, being stuck is actually a, a good thing. It can mm. be a good thing mm-hmm. because it's an invitation by the Holy Spirit to grow deeper, uh, to come to a new understanding, um, to see God for who he really is. And so there's all sorts of reasons as to why being stuck is actually a good thing uh, if we understand it in the right way. Right. And if we recognize when we're stuck, and I think, you know, that's kind of what we want to close with here. We want to talk about the things that can cause us to get stuck, because I think if we are aware of that, we can be proactive um, instead of reactive. And it, you know, you don't all of a sudden find yourself in the desert wasteland, you know, you know, seeking God, but, but you're kind of, you're proactively noticing the things in your life that might cause those times for you to get stuck. And the first one is something that, um, well, I'll share a story after I share what it is, but it's distractions and noise that they can, that can cause us to get stuck. And I, I think about since we're at the be, you know at the beginning of a new year for me, like every new year, I have to look at. It's kind of like a time for for me to evaluate the priorities in my life. Um, you know, like the new year, new me type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, I I take time to really look at all the things in my life and reevaluate the areas that the noise that I need to cut away. And that helps me every year to, to kind of get a new perspective, reorient where I'm at and make sure that I'm on the right path. Not that I won't ever have dry spiritual seasons, but I think that is being proactive against those distractions and noise that so easily creep in or all the things that we you know want to be a part of. And we realize, wow, I need to set that aside because I don't have time to get with God like I should. And so for me, that's what that looks like really practically. Um, but there's many more. So what the first thing, distractions and noise, um, laziness can be another, um, spiritual apathy. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, these are some examples of, of you know, sort of negative things that, that can cause us to get stuck. And you're right. We live, you know, in a culture where there's just so many distractions around us. Mm-hmm. You're, you're kind of sharing some of those things. I mean, think about social media, you know, the internet, television, I mean, all of those things are just, you know, as a parent, sometimes it's difficult uh, to find that quiet time to get alone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's very easy. We, we can live um, an external life. We can, we can just sort of go throughout our day, throughout our week, just responding to things outside of us instead right. of cultivating that interior life, uh, the life of God. And so there are all sorts of distractions, noise, you know, spiritual apathy or laziness. I mean, again, just sort of that that lack of desire to really want to go deeper, to mm-hmm. want to grow closer, um, to read the scriptures, to, to pray. And so oftentimes, 
yeah, just being in a bad place spiritually and not, again, not having that hunger and thirst to want to go deeper. Well, it's hard um, when you feel like that. It is. It, I mean, it really and, is. And it's, that's what I meant when I keep talking about persevering. It's, it's doing it anyways. Right. But you, you don't feel like it a lot of times. I think another one that, that comes to my mind is we're, we're kind of talking about those first two is just that desire for a quick fix. I mean, we live mm-hmm. in a culture that just loves things to happen quickly. And if they don't, then we give up. And, you know, mm-hmm. historically I've been a quitter. You know, I quit soccer in fourth grade then I quit football <laughs> in fifth grade. And, you know, just, I can think well, of different like you examples. You finally you make know. the team and then you quit, I honey. Know, I know. I quit basketball yeah. as a sophomore, you know. I mean, I'd probably That's be okay. in the NBA by now, honey. honestly, if I hadn't. <laughs> but then um, I won't let you quit, so. You won't, no. no. So anyway, so I think, you know, that idea of, of just, you know, not being willing to endure and mm. to persevere. And we see that in all different areas of life that, you know, everybody loves the success story um, mm-hmm. and they want that success to come quickly and they're not willing to, you know, whether it's starting a blog or writing a book or starting a business, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, we just don't typically value persevering and sticking it out. And the same can be true in the spiritual life. We just think that it's going to come easy. And the reality is, is that, that it doesn't, that, that there's nothing terribly flashy about uh, spiritual transformation. It's showing up every day. And, and it's oftentimes opening our heart and our mind to God in the same way that we did the day before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to his word. It's getting on our knees. It's praying. Uh, it's being in community. It's being amongst God's people uh, in that, that weekly uh, mass or weekly worship service. It, it's, you know, partaking in the elements of communion or the Eucharist. I mean, it's over and over again, all of the different ways that God meets us and changes us and transforms us. But there is no quick fix. Again, mm-hmm. it's that lifelong journey. And so I think sometimes just our expectation um, of what we think we should be or when we think we should be that uh, can cause us to get stuck. We get discouraged mm-hmm. and getting discouraged in the spiritual life can be really, really dangerous. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's also some some deeper issues probably that maybe it's unresolved sin, uh, unforgiveness, yeah. unwillingness to forgive, bitterness, which causes bitterness. Um, maybe it's things from our past, trauma. I mean, there can be all sorts of things that, like that that can cause us to get stuck um, where we, we need help, I think. Yeah, yeah one, of the, one of the prayers I've been praying just as we've entered into the new season, we'll talk about this more here in the next couple episodes, but just, you know, again, Psalm 139, you know, search me and, and know my heart, you know, show mm-hmm. me, God, if there's anything offensive, mm-hmm. um, you know, in me and, and lead me in the way everlasting and just really inviting the Holy Spirit um, into our, our time alone, you know, with, with God, the father and saying, God, search me like I, you know me better than I do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing about our own sin is that we usually are blind to it, that oftentimes mm-hmm. other people see it before we do. And so we really need supernatural help. We, we need the help of the Holy spirit to open our eyes and to give us understanding, to illuminate mm-hmm. our understanding. And so, I, you know, I've just gotten into the practice of asking the Holy spirit to show me what I can't see. And to mm-hmm. point out, yeah, those things in my life that, that maybe everybody else around around me sees and, and that I don't so that mm-hmm. I can confess that sin. Um, you know, sometimes, like you said, it's unforgiveness. It's going to somebody. I mean, you read the New Testament and, and God takes, you know, unforgiveness very serious. Yeah. And so oftentimes it's an unwillingness to forgive and to be reconciled to somebody that, mm-hmm. that can get in the way of us um, continuing to grow in greater intimacy. Uh, with God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you mentioned already just some of those wounds. I mean, we, we, again, we're made to know God and to love him and, and to receive his love. But, but sometimes, you know, we need healing before we can receive God's love. Mm-hmm. Um, we need healing from previous relationships, whether it was with a parent or a sibling or a friend. And so we need sometimes the help of somebody else to, to kind of help us see those, those areas of, of mm-hmm. woundedness or trauma. 
uh, or dysfunction or, or sin where we, we need to confess that or be healed by that in order to fully receive mm-hmm. God's love. Um, you know, one other one that I, I don't know that we think of as often, but sometimes just um, being too hard on ourselves. Um, can be a place where we get stuck that, that mm. sometimes we look at things in our own life and we call things sin that maybe really aren't sin. Mm. Um, we, we tend to beat ourselves up spiritually and, and we kind of nitpick uh, on things that, that maybe aren't really sin issues. Mm. And so we can become too hard on ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. We can become maybe too much of a perfectionist in our own life. And that too can be a way that we get stuck spiritually. But, but again, I think Overall, while there's a variety of different reasons or examples of how we can get stuck, the invitation in all of these things is that that God wants to do something new. He wants to do something different. Mm -hmm. And the spiritual life is marked by this long sort of steady uh, faithfulness to God and and growth in God, relying upon his grace. He's changing us bit by bit by the power of his spirit. And um, and there's going to be seasons where we get stuck, but we ought to see those seasons as opportunities by God. Uh, to go deeper, to draw closer, and again, to be moved uh, by his love and his grace and his truth. Mm, I love that. And so this list is an opportunity, I think, practically for if you're feeling stuck or, or maybe you just want to be aware of these things, we'll make sure we put this list in the show notes. But, you know, I would just really encourage you to take a look at this list and or write the, the list down that we just shared and think through that in your own spiritual journey where you're at. And if any of these things are in your life and maybe causing you to get stuck, I think that's the first step. Like, what is it that's actually causing me to get stuck? And then um, next week, we're going to revisit this and we're going to talk about what you do when you feel stuck. So I think this is a really good place to land. Um, again, progress is normal, but you're not always going to feel like you're making progress. And it's, we wanted you to know you're not alone if you feel <laughs> stuck because we all go through those times. Um, but we want to help in that because you don't have to stay in that spot. And so if you want to take a look at that list and then make sure that you join us uh, next week, because we are going to be taking that next step in understanding what it is that you can actually do when you feel stuck. Well, friend, we are so grateful that you joined us. If we haven't met, we want to get to know you. So be sure to follow us on Instagram at Patrick W. Schwenk and at Ruth Schwenk or on Facebook. And make sure you send us a message there. Let us know who you are. Introduce yourself. We'd love to get to know you. Also, don't forget everything we talked about will be at rootlikefaith.com forward slash podcast. Again, we welcome you into our family here at Root Like Faith. Honestly, that's what we feel like it's like, right, honey? Absolutely. It's like a family. And it's and we, good to be back. It is. And like you're sitting around in our living room with us talking. That's what we love the most. So we hope it feels like that. Um, you know, we would absolutely love your help if you would do us a big favor and leave us a review or rating and share this podcast with your friends. Kind reviews. Kind reviews Great only. Ratings. Please don't only. don't leave a bad review. That would be sad. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't gotten any of those yet. No, we haven't. It's, it's season three. You know, <laughs> you it's never time. know, right? <laughs> we are so grateful for your help and helping us get the word out. All right, friend. Well, we will chat soon, and we hope you have the best week.